Hello, welcome to chapter 9 in our series of lessons on Cambridge A-level biology. The topic of this chapter is gaseous exchange and smoking. Gaseous exchange and smoking. First of all, what is the structure of the human gas exchange system? What is it? If you are asked to describe the gross structure of the human gas exchange system, how do you address that? So the first thing to note is that the human gas exchange system is composed of various structures starting with the trachea so you have one trachea which divides to form two bronchi and then the bronchi divides to form many bronchioles you have terminal bronchioles and then you have respiratory bronchioles and then the respiratory bronchioles divide to form the alveolar ducts which lead into the alveolar sacs and each alveolar sac contains numerous tiny microscopic alveoli so the system is basically designed to provide a large surface area for the exchange of gases such as oxygen and carbon dioxide between the air that enters the lungs and the blood. So the first feature you are going to observe about the human gas exchange system is that it has a large surface area. And this large surface area is basically referring to the alveolar parts. You have numerous tiny alveoli. It is estimated that you have about 3 times 10 raised to the power 9 alveoli each of them having a diameter of about 350 250 micrometers so by the time you multiply that you have a very, something that has a very large surface area so the first feature of the gas exchange system is that it has a large surface area for the exchange of large amounts of gases between here and the blood the second feature is that the um, gas exchange system is richly supplied with blood so when you look at the lungs you have the lungs supplied with pulmonary capillaries which carry blood which which carry pulmonary vessels which carry blood to the lungs so is richly supplied with blood vessels the third feature of the gas exchange system is that it is well ventilated it has good ventilation so you have the ribs and you have the diaphragm and you have the intercostal muscles which move and help to allow for the word for the um supply of air into the lungs and the movement of air out of the lungs during the process of inhalation and exhalation so it's well ventilated and then the fourth feature is that the alveolar walls are thin so the the gas exchange system has a thin wall which helps to ensure short diffusion distance and results in fast diffusion so the rich blood supply and the good ventilation helps to maintain high diffusion gradient for the gases that are being exchanged so when you look at the gas exchange system you have the trachea you have the bronchi you have the bronchus and you have the alveoli now within all these four or five um, structures you have some tissues you have cartilage you have smooth muscles you have goblet cells you have ciliated epithelium you have elastic fibers that perform various functions in different parts of the gas exchange system let's start with the cartilage cartilage forms a c-shaped band around the trachea and it exists in irregular blocks within the bronchi it helps to keep the trachea and the bronchi open and helps to minimize resistance to the flow of air. It also prevents the trachea and bronchi from collapsing or bursting as air pressure changes during inspiration and expiration, during inhalation and exhalation. The goblet cells. The goblet cells are responsible for the production of mucus, which is a slimy, sticky solution of glycoprotein called mucin. Mucus helps to trap particles that are present in the inhaled air. It also helps to moisten hair that is being inhaled. Particles like dust, sand, cooling, fungal spores, bacteria, and viruses. Um, mucus, um, the mucus that is produced also protects, moistens the, 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 
the lung structure and protect the lung structure from desiccation or drying out. So mucus is also produced by mucus glands that are located in different parts of the gas exchange system. So aside from goblet cells and cartilage, you also have ciliated epithelium, which are cells that possess cilia. They are cilia beats continuously to move mucus upwards and outwards towards the larynx, which is at the top of the trachea. And once it gets there, it is swallowed and the pathogens present in the mucus are destroyed by the stomach acid once it gets into the stomach. So you have the ciliated epithelium which sweeps mucus upwards and outwards towards the pharynx. Then you have smooth muscle tissue. You have smooth muscle tissue surrounding the bronchioles and the bronchi and basically contracts and relaxes to adjust the diameter of the airways. When these smooth muscles contract, you will have what you call bronchoconstriction. And when they relax, you have what you call bronchodilation. Then aside from that, you have elastic fibers. Elastic fibers are present within the walls of the alveoli and they stretch and recoil during inspiration and expiration to allow hair into the alveoli and they recoil during expiration. So the elastic fibers they stretch during inspiration to allow hair into the alveoli and they recoil during expiration to force air out of the alveoli. So these um, tissues are very very important. The trachea Inside the trachea, you're going to find cartilage, you're going to find goblet cells, you're going to find smooth muscles, you're going to find cilia. However, the trachea does not serve as a site of exchange. Okay, the bronchi also has all those structures. He has um, cartilage, he has goblet cells, he has smooth muscles, and he also has um, cilia. Same thing with your terminal bronchioles. And then the respiratory bronchioles, however, do not have cartilage, they do not have um, goblet cells. Your um, respiratory bronchioles. They do not have cartilage, they do not have goblet cells, and they do not have smooth muscle tissue. However, they have cilia. So bronchioles have cilia. Um, bronchioles, some bronchioles, um, terminal bronchioles have smooth muscles, but they do not have goblet cells and they do not have um, cartilage. And then alveolar duct. Alveolar duct does not have cartilage, no goblet cells, no smooth muscle, and no cilia, but it can serve as a side of exchange. Same thing with the alveoli. It does not have cartilage, no goblet cell, no smooth muscle, no cilia, and it serves as a site of exchange. So the alveoli basically functions as a site of exchange. It is thin. It has a thickness of about 0.5 micrometer. Each alveolus is surrounded by a network of blood capillaries, which also have thin walls. The capillaries are single-celled. Single and so you have macrophages patrolling within the walls of the alveoli seeking and detecting and engulfing pathogens that may be present within the alveolar sac as well as within the bronchioles. Um, now, how does exchange occur? How does the process of exchange occur? During inspiration, air moves into the lungs and gets into the alveoli. At the alveoli, the concentration of oxygen is high within the alveolar hair relative to the partial pressure of oxygen in the blood. Also, the concentration of carbon dioxide is low within the alveolar hair relative to the partial pressure of carbon dioxide in the blood. And as a result, carbon dioxide diffuses down its concentration gradient out of the blood into the alveolar space. And oxygen diffuses down its concentration gradient out of the alveolar um, hair across the thin walls of the alveolar and blood capillaries into the blood and then into the red blood cells where it binds to hemoglobin. So that's the process of exchange. Carbon dioxide diffuses out of the blood into the alveolar space and oxygen diffuses out of the alveolar space into the blood and binds with hemoglobin inside the red blood cell.
So that's the process of exchange. Now let's talk about smoking and its effect on um, gas exchange system and on health generally. Tobacco smoke contains numerous ingredients, many of which are toxic. It comprises of tobacco smoke comprises of side stream smoke, which is about 85%, and the mainstream smoke, which is about 15%. Thus, the side stream smoke contains higher concentration of toxic substances more than the mainstream smoke. The three major components of tobacco smoke that have adverse effects on human health are tar, carbon monoxide, and nicotine. Tar acts as its effects mainly on the gas exchange system, whereas carbon monoxide and nicotine affect both the gas exchange system and the cardiovascular system, especially the cardiovascular system. Tar, tar contains a mixture of compounds which stimulate the changes in the lungs and can lead to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or lung cancer. There are two types of chronic pulmonary obstructive disease or COPD for short. You have chronic bronchitis and you have emphysema. Let's start with chronic bronchitis. What is chronic bronchitis? Chronic bronchitis is, a, is an inflammation that occurs as a result of tar stimulating the goblet cells and mucous glands to enlarge and secrete more mucus. The tar also inhibits the cleaning action of the cilia and it destroys and paralyzes some cilia and weakens the remaining. And thus, the mucus that is being produced by the gobletes and mucus glands accumulate in the bronchioles, and the tiny bronchioles may even get obstructed by the mucus that is being produced. The movement of mucus up the bronchioles and bronchi and the trachea thus slows down because the tar paralyzes the cilia. So, the movement of mucus up will slow down, and dirt particles, bacteria, and viruses trapped by the mucus will accumulate within the bronchioles, thus stimulating what is known as the smoker's cough. The epithelium gets damaged and replaced by scar tissue. Smooth muscles around the bronchioles and bronchi thicken, and this causes the airway to become narrow, thus making breathing difficult. Accumulation of pathogens within the bronchioles may lead to infections such as pneumonia and leading to inflammation or narrowing of the airway. Large quantities of phlegm can be produced, and this phlegm contains mucus, contains bacteria, and contains um, white blood cells. So this excessive production of mucus by the stimulating activity of tar because of inflammation of the airway is what we refer to as um, bronchitis. The second um, effect is what you call emphysema. It's also a type of COPD, emphysema. Emphysema occurs as a result of the activity of phagocytes patrolling the lung tissue in search of pathogens. Smoking causes pathogens to build up within the mucus and these pathogens accumulate, causing phagocytes to move out of the blood capillaries into the lining of the lungs. To do this, however, the pathogens, the, um, the phagocytes, will release a protein-digesting enzyme called elastase, which destroys the elastin, that is a component of elastic fiber. And as this elastin is destroyed, it reduces the ability of the alveoli, alveoli to stretch during inspiration. And so, as the elastin has been destroyed, phagocytes can move um, out into the lining, inner lining of the alveoli to go and attack the pathogens. However, they are destroying um, the elastin material as this happens. So, what happens with um, smokers is that the destruction of the elastin reduces the elasticity of the alveoli. The alveoli loses its ability to stretch and recoil during inspiration and expiration. And as a result of this, the bronchioles collapse during expiration. And this causes air to be trapped within the alveoli. 
and the alveolar bursts. This reduces the surface area for gas exchange, the number of capillaries also decrease, and less oxygen is absorbed into the blood. So because you have fewer um, alveoli present, the supply of oxygen to the blood is reduced. And this leads to breathlessness, and it can lead to increased rate of breathing with a view to compensating for the reduced amount of oxygen that is being ex exchanged by the few alveoli that are still intact. Over time, resistance to the flow of blood in the pulmonary circulation occurs. I mean, it increases, and this causes blood pressure in the pulmonary artery to increase, and the right side of the heart becomes slightly enlarged. So that's um, emphysema. Another effect of tobacco smoke is lung cancer. Tobacco smoke contains tar, which contains numerous carcinogenic substances. These substances can react with the DNA in the epithelial cells and produce mutation. This mutation may affect the genes involved in the control of mitosis. And once these genes are mutated, the cells involved begin to divide uncontrollably to produce a mass of undifferentiated cells. So this mass of cells spread through the bronchial epithelium and it can enter into the lymphatic tissue in the lungs. They may break away and spread to other organs in the body where they establish themselves as secondary tumors. Usually lung cancer takes many years to develop, 20 to 30 years. And so the effect may not really the effect of smoking as connected to lung cancer may not really be seen until after a very long period of time. The most common symptom of lung cancer is coughing up blood. Other symptoms include chest pain and breathing difficulties. Nicotine, let's talk about nicotine a little bit. Nicotine is a drug in tobacco smoke and it is addictive in nature. It is absorbed readily into the blood. And once it gets into the blood, it is transported to the heart where it stimulates increased heart rate. And this leads to increase in blood pressure. Nicotine also causes the arteries and arteries to constrict, further contributing to increased blood pressure. Nicotine makes the platelets to become sticky. And so as the platelets stick together, this increases the risk of clotting forming within the blood vessels and increases the risk of thrombosis developing within the blood. Now, nicotine also damages the endothelial lining of the blood vessels, leading to formation of um, plaques within the lining of the blood vessels. How does carbon monoxide affect health? How does it affect the cardiovascular system? Carbon monoxide binds with hemoglobin and forms carboxyhemoglobin. The result, this results in a decrease in the quantity of hemoglobin available to bind with oxygen, and this leads to decreased saturation of hemoglobin and thus decreased ability of the blood to carry oxygen. That reduces the oxygen carrying capacity of the blood. The quantity of oxygen that can be carried from the lungs to the body tissues is thereby reduced. So carbon monoxide, nicotine, majorly they affect the cardiovascular system. But tar affects the um, respiratory um, gas exchange system, affects the lining of the um, gas exchange system. So those are the effects of the various components of um, cigarette smoke. Now let's talk about coronary heart disease. What is coronary heart disease? The coronary arteries are arteries that supply blood to the cardiac muscle tissues. They form, the, they form from the main branch of the aorta just before it moves out of the heart. Coronary heart disease occurs as a result of the accumulation of deposits on the elan lining of the coronary arteries. As a result, resistance to the flow of blood is increased and the flow of blood through these vessels is obstructed, leading to increased, um, increased difficulty in supplying oxygen and nutrients to these um, parts of the heart. This 
contributes to increased blood pressure because the heart has to exert more force to pump blood through these arteries and this can lead to other serious health issues. Coronary heart disease may be managed by making lifestyle changes using some drugs to dissolve the um, deposits and clots or by conducting bypass surgery or by doing a heart transplant. However, lifestyle changes are the most important because other measures that are not accompanied by lifestyle changes usually result in the disease reoccurring again. Now, what is the epidemiological link between smoking and related diseases like cancer, especially cancer? There's a lot of statistical data to show the correlation between smoking and lung cancer as well as coronary heart disease. It has been observed from studies, epidemiological studies, that people groups with high rates of smoking have been reported to have high rates of lung cancer and coronary heart disease. Studies have also shown that patients with high rates of smoking often report to die from diseases such as lung cancer and coronary heart disease than from many other diseases. And then thirdly, people groups who have smoked for long periods of time have greater risk of developing lung cancer or coronary heart disease and from dying from such diseases. So those are epidemiological evidences to prove that there is a link between tobacco smoking and um, lung cancer and coronary heart disease. What about the experimental evidences? Cigarette smoke contains star, which is a mixture of carcinogenic um, substances. Example of those substances could benzpyrene and phenol. You can find those things in, 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 in tar, which is produced, during, produced by cigarette smoke. This star settles on the bronchial and epithelial line cells of the airway. These carcinogenic substances cause mutation of the genes and expression of oncogenes leads to um, tumor formation. So experiments have been done in which um, rats were exposed to various levels of um, bispirin and phenol and tar components. And over time it was observed that some of these um, animals, laboratory animals, developed um, tumor within their body system showing that there was a link there's a link between what the tar component and the tumors that developed within them